We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the people and places that make this city unique. I'm Jeff Hunt, and I'll be your host. This is part two of our episode on 826 Valencia. We sit back down with 826 Director of Volunteer Engagement, Kavita Loten, and Pirate Supply Store Manager, Byron Weiss. The conversation covers topics like the nonprofit's situation vis-a-vis San Francisco Public Schools, its expansion over the years, the various and variously themed stores that go with each location, and their vision for the future. Here's part two of my chat with Kavita and Byron. One hope that I have is like for volunteers who come here and work with us is that then they see firsthand like, man, these students need money. <laughs> like these teachers mm-hmm. need money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then hopefully, because I've found living here since 2007, like that continually during voting blocks like it it just feels like we're not we continually don't vote for like like support for people experiencing homelessness or like Mm -hmm. a lot of these educational things um Mm -hmm. even though like the people in my communities all really want it and i always wonder about um like you spoke to the transplant the the constant migration in and out and i wonder about like i how do we engage the people who are planting roots here and like how do we get them in our communities and get them invested in what we're doing absolutely and that's something i think about a lot with the generation that I've come with because a lot of folks decide to start families and leave. So Mm -hmm. we've seen that in our 10 years of Mm -hmm. made new friends who had babies here and they've all left San Francisco. Almost all of them actually. There's recent data around that too. It's more common than it's opposite. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Then people staying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it drops off like around, like it's definitely around the schooling age. That's when a lot yeah. of parents make that decision, I think. Yeah. I feel like yeah. every time I have a friend who their kid eventually does get into SF public schools, I'm like, to my friend, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I'm super excited. Like, shouldn't be the ex- I, I get it. I'm not judging the folks. I also don't have children, so I cannot judge them. But I'm like... Are you here or are you not? Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, so page. can we talk about, quickly, expansion? So mm-hmm. there is 826 Valencia, and it is now, the, it's the name of the org, am I right? Of the org in SF, yeah. Yeah, and so, but it's not only at this location. Um, Correct. What happened, and why, and why those spots? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, well, I, I have been on staff full time, but I was made full time during the expansion of the Tenderloin. So I wasn't in as much of the planning stuff, but from my understanding, um, we, when we, the Tenderloin was our first expansion, um, in 2016, thank you. Um, and, uh, it, we were looking at a couple places. I think Hunter's Point was another spot we were Mm -hmm. looking at, um, and we actually like I think at first, from my memory, it was um, we were like, are there are like you said, are there families in Tenderloin? I don't know. And actually, it turns out there were like 
just a ton of a ton of families. It's the so highest much. concentration of children yeah. in any given like, SF neighborhood. I believe that. I remember People three thousand densest plus, neighborhood yeah. in general. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Just populated, I should say. Yeah. Um, and has the least amount of what you're talking about with like sidewalks being. It's like it feels like a freeway over there. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> every street does. Uh, and it's still, still today. Um, but so like there was just a really high need. Um, and there was a lot of, there are a lot of services there, like for students, for families. So it was an opportunity for us to really hone in on um, our work versus like, like Mission Center, we do this like after school tutoring. Kids come in, they do homework, uh, and then they do writing afterwards. Um, at Tenderloin, we don't need to do the after school tutoring because other programs boys and girls club does that and then they can bring us they already had access to the to the students so they bring the students to us so we really got to create a it's a much more collaborative process Mm -hmm. than our other center than this center at mission center um and i think the location just finding the location was collaborative with the city like they wanted to change what was happening in Mm -hmm. that particular corner Mm -hmm. um and it used to be a market it used to be a a big boy liquors and it's it was infamous as like a spot for some drug dealing and you Mm -hmm. know like various there's various stories i've heard from from this isn't this is from people who came in when we first opened that store um we actually opened that center and then it like right before the summer started so um the store opened in the summer and it was like just me and my my boss at the time caroline basically there just one of us or, or both of us the entire summer oh my gosh. just talking to people meeting and and we would get uh neighborhood member after after neighborhood member like coming in and just like like some people like literally like tearing up like being like wow this is such a beautiful space compared to what used to be here telling mm. us um you know intense tales of like seeing like stashed weapons in the mm. freezer and now it's like this this wonderful like space that's open to the public that kids can come into people mm-hmm. can come into and and um just have a fun time um yeah. so there yeah. is a pirate supply store it's there, not a pirate store so each of our stores have different themes Let's um <laughs> the tent center uh isn't currently opened um and i don't I can't give any official. Or the store is not. The store isn't. We are still doing all of our programming super open in that way. Okay. The store itself in the pandemic closed. We just haven't gotten on reopening it. Um, and I don't have like an official date. I wish I did. But um, hopefully soon. Um, and that's King Carl's Emporium. This is going to be really inside baseball. So Let's just do it. bear yeah. with me. You got to go back. If you have been to the Pirate Supply Store listener, you may know about the Fish Theater. If you don't, the rest of what I'm about to say is going to be pretty useless. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a Fish Theater at the Pirate Supply Store, um, which is comprised of a bunch of uh, aquatic actors, we'll call them. And King Carl is a puffer fish who also happens to be a thespian and the founder of the Fish Theater. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he retired. Retired. Mm-hmm. Air quotes for audio members. And then... Uh, uh, Traveled the world. He tried out for the Chicago Bulls or the New York Knicks. He he visited mm. Big Ben. He we'll get clarification on which team. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. There's a sign <laughs> in the store. Um, and then he he came back to SF. He missed his oh. home. He missed his 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 crew. And he decided to open up a shop in the Tenderloin called King Carl's Emporium. So that store has lots of trinkets that he found from around the world. Also like supplies that he learned um, from his travels and also from his time at the pirate supply store. So like mm. spy glasses and, and, and compasses and things you might need while you're traveling. And so that was, that's the long walk of the theme 
of the tenderloin store. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then our Mission Bay location, which we can get into more later, but is a woodland creature outfitters, and that's an enchanted forest supply shop. So like, okay. we have supplies for dwellers of the forest, be they animal, magical, a rock, mm-hmm. or a human too. <laughs> Only dwellers, not. Does the enchanted oh. forest take visitors? Yeah, yeah we take visitors. We have store. Okay. We have stuff for them. But what we're like, I I like to think of it as a as a as like a hub for the for the enchanted forest liver. Like Got like it. our Your focus. Last stop before. Our, yeah, the yeah. Forest. Or our like safe haven in the middle of this urban world. Like we still got you know we got your trees. We got your your moss. You know. Right. Your acorns, if you're a squirrel and monsters, that kind of stuff. Well, can we talk about the that yeah. place because um, that is one of mm-hmm. or the kind of newest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did a, mi- a minor air quote because yeah. it might be true I think parts it is of San Francisco it like feels very polished and new mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, super new mm-hmm. was that what was the decision behind yeah. 826 opening up um, there so I feel like I'm talking a lot I apologize no no you're me. not okay. I mean you have the lore um, well, so well, the, the I think the tenderloin like rewinding to just the tenderloin mm-hmm. opening, the student involvement in what that center would look like and have was really important and yeah. special. So a student designed this like treehouse. So our tenderloin center fun. has this fun explorative treehouse element to it. You can climb to the top and like overlook the whole center. That's cool. I it's... think that rooted the conversation to the woodland creatures a little bit like, yeah. it, like brought oh, the yeah. the forest theme into play so that's the segue i wanted to make yeah to, okay well that's great to the um, next part. we love segue i think the the mission so the tenderloin was like we were planning we like our our board our leaders at the time wanted to expand wanted to do more and wanted to find more students outside of the mission um and so the, the tenderloin that was like a planned thing but the mission bay was actually something from my memory that was like kind of approached to us mm-hmm. and uh, honestly around a similar time like we were about to open the tl and then i remember the mission bay store being brought up um oh. and it it was from uh tndc which i don't tenderloin neighborhood development yes. corporation thank you Our that's partners them in the, in the TL. Um, and they did a lot of development in the tenderloin and they also have done a lot of the development over in mission bay okay. so the building that we are currently in at mission bay is an all affordable unit housing oh, building wow. um, and and how many units? um i don't remember how many units but i do know that 50 of the units are actually specifically for people who were formerly homeless, so like, Amazing. like, and that's just fifty of those, and then all, all the building, all the units are um. Affordable the the high end ones are affordable. Yes, um, yeah, and it's a uh, beautiful building. I know. Yeah. Uh, Mission Bay in general has been a, uh, I think their vision the whole time was like, how can we make like an all income community? How can Amazing. we make space for everyone? And yeah. I mean, I don't know. Jury's out. It's still a new place. Um, it's but supposedly thirty percent are below. Income. Yeah, that's the that's the. That's what families they say. and, and okay. folks. Okay, and true. that's the building that y'all are on, like the, maybe the uh, street level of. Yeah, or? we're so we're in the lobby of, of that building. Okay. Of the lobby, we're in the street level of that building. Uh, fourth, <laughs> fourth in China Basin uh, is the corner we're on. Okay, um, but yeah, we didn't seek that out at all. It was really they approached us and they're like, we're trying to make this thing. We want to have some kind of student focused programming, and you guys also have the benefit of having a really fun retail spaces mm. which are also like as you said mission is really new and um doesn't it has i i i anyone who lives there i hope i'm not offending you but, like it hasn't found it's like like soul yet it's yeah. still still yeah. searching it feels like yeah. 
Um, and so like us having this weird space was like a really easy fit. Um, and the programming, it just kind of made everything work. So um, I don't remember the details, but they basically made us an offer Invited to support us, us yeah. in a way that like we couldn't say no to it. It was yeah. like too good of an opportunity. Yeah. Well, um, one yeah. big thing to note is there is no other student service type place in Mission Bay. Yeah, 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 right. Now there might be a couple associated with those low low market rate housing complexes. They might have community room based yeah. programs. But what still baffles my mind is like the students we work with who live in this building that we are in, they there's no school. Yeah. Right? Mm. Mission Bay still is waiting to get an elementary school. Yeah. So you're on this peninsula that's already a challenge to commute to mm-hmm. with within the Muni system. It's getting better, but like mm-hmm. Byron said, like mm-hmm. it hasn't found something yet and that's because people are still like, How do I move here and Yeah be a, like bring my family and like figure out what to do next because mm-hmm. all the schools are really um, sparse so they yeah, have to right. co- you have to commute to go go to school and so. the, the pandemic didn't help too we, it was like really starting to gain some traction and then the pandemic hit and all these tech companies downtown all these people living downtown in those places like kind of migrated and it and it, it was very dead yeah. um so but it did like, open before the pandemic yeah we opened the year before <laughs> oh yeah Literally yeah. the year before. <laughs> we it was like we were starting to get going. I feel like, we're, oh, yeah, we're hitting our groove. Like, Chase Center's opening them up. It was, it was getting, you know. Yeah, we did then, not do a full no. school year. We did yeah. maybe. That is yeah. first the eight to six Valencia version of my wife and I got engaged in 2019. Oh. <laughs> I'll just, I did say wife, so we eventually yes, got married. Got, but it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember 2019 yeah. fondly. My my wife, my then girlfriend and I had a, had a whole trip planned to... France that like that first week of the like, pandemic it was like literally everything. it was like we were like ready and for for me and we're not planners so like this was mm. like so we like yeah. got these tickets like six months in advance we did everything right we like had all and then it, we couldn't go so we did get to go eventually so it was good. fine but yeah good 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 mm-hmm. so but the place is still there still there still and doing all the programming still doing the programming and that um, store is open again now full time oh great yeah it's just the tenderloin that it hasn't opened up there really isn't much foot traffic for retail there and my team is like a, a half the size it was back then so in Mission just, Bay foot traffic yeah oh no Trent Tenderloin in sorry okay. in the Tenderloin there's, there is foot traffic there's people there but mm-hmm. there's just not like I do that kind I of am thing. a store like I know surprise the pirate store doesn't make a ton of money but we are trying to sell things and mm-hmm. uh, so just my team has been focusing on Getting the Pirates Store going the last couple of years and, and Mission Bay too. And so Tenderloin's next. It's so cute. I, it's a great place to buy birthday gifts, I would say, especially if you're going over to Spark Social mm-hmm. for a kid's birthday. As yes. a parent, I know there's a lot of birthdays there. Um, but plug for Spark Social because we they are hosting us all all of April. Every, every Sunday, Sunday in April. Except for the second. Except for the first. Yeah, except first. for that first week. There's the a lot of Sundays week. in April. So. Right. The remaining four Sundays in April, we will be there. Eight two six Valencia is going to be there, hanging out, doing poetry, celebrating Poetry Month, um, letting folks know that we need more volunteers. We definitely need tutors at the Mission Bay Center. We know there's people living in all those buildings, mm-hmm. and we want to engage them in the neighborhood, get mm-hmm. to know the community that you're actually a part of. And um, are you yeah. doing workshops or anything for kids that out there, or do you know? On the that? Sundays. Maybe not because staffing might be a little complicated, but you'll come to our table and make something fun with us. Mm-hmm. And our store will be open down the street. Be, yeah, and so the store will just come, have lots. Hang out with us. We'll try nice. to make fun stuff there too. Nice. 
Yeah. What I love about all the stores is the, they encourage exploration, encourage touching the objects that we have. The Pirate Store was founded on that, like open all the drawers when you walk in and see what's in there. Mm-hmm. And then that sparks a child's imagination and they're just, they're supposed to like barter, right? They you t- can barter for treasure in our sandpit <laughs> if you find treasure in it and you're under 14. And also you can only take one treasure a day. Don't get greedy. <laughs> we have to pick mm-hmm. um, a good lesson. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a mop a mopping I'm not going to say any more come to the pirate store and ask <laughs> yeah, the front desk out. and you'll find out it's just to keep the place uh, clean yeah mainly mainly yeah sure. there's a lot of dust in that store um, <laughs> sometimes I, there's like intentional dust and then there's like dust that my team isn't cleaning up <laughs> oh <laughs> I was going to call it fun dust fun dust well, that's better too maybe not. that's nicer too <laughs> but I love how the stores I mean we've been talking about the stores now for the last 10 or 15 minutes but like the store the store here started out if I'm correct as a necessity of mm-hmm. doing something here yeah. um but now they've kind of taken on a life of their own yeah they're they're very a very much. um it was i always say it's very serendipitous that we yeah. happen to need that because it i think it really provides a like a student gets to go to a library to study or they get to go to a pirate store to study like that's <laughs> one of those is way more fun um and they really offer um, a third space uh, for the students to really kind of like unwind if they need to, drop stuff off mentally, I mean, uh, emotionally, like before they enter our programs. Um, so I think it just offers and like it, it just makes the whole building seem kind of more fun, you know, mm-hmm. get to, and, and like tutor, like our, all of our staff bios have like pirate stuff in them, yeah. our, our staff picks, I mean. Uh, so like, yeah, it's just a fun, fun space. And it's something that we have brought to all of our chapters around the country there's i want to say nine now nine maybe i think nine right so great thing i did not know oh see yeah this is there's so much (laughs) so there's there's i'm gonna say nine if there's another one whatever um you want me to try and name them all this this is i've listened to enough podcasts this is a bad idea but i'm gonna try (laughs) Uh, no notes i will for the record yeah no notes la sf this is not in order because we're first (laughs) la sf (laughs) new york chicago uh, Michigan, there's two in Michigan, Detroit, and Ann Arbor. Um, New Orleans. Yes, uh, that one's gotta be fun. It's the ghost so haunting fun. supplies. They sell uh, supplies for ghosts. My favorite product they have is they have like costumes for ghosts, and it'll have like it's just like a hanger that says like you know like pirate costume, and it's yeah. just and it's so good. <laughs> um, where else? Boston, DC. My, I don't know. I'm not counting anymore. I think you're at like seven or eight now. Yeah. And then the last one, the most recent one is Minneapolis, oh, yeah. Minnesota. Oh. It's a mid-Atlantic ocean shop. <laughs> that's sorry. the only one, the theme it's, I didn't know. In Minneapolis? Yeah. Mid- it's in Minneapolis. Mid-Atlantic. They're pretty new. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they're, they're always yes. trying to do more. I'm down 100%. Yeah. Um, You'll we notice have, the uh, pirate stores in the most landlocked part of of, of the San Francisco yeah. Yeah. and the woodland creature outfitters is the one closest Close to, to the, the bay. Ocean. So, yeah. 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 The, the, yeah. the Minneapolis store totally. is like, uh, I think the lore is that there's like a secret ocean underground yeah. or something. Okay. I don't remember it. I haven't been there yet. And there I was a lake. If you work there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was, was a lake. Dolores. It's a lake. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. Um, I'm reaching now. Anyway, for yeah. yeah I've, <laughs> I've left going to. I've seen the LA one. It's the um, Time Travel Mart. Yeah, they all have different themes. And then in Brooklyn is the superhero supply store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Robot um, Factory. And they're all Detroit. yeah. Yeah, Robot Factory. Uh, I don't know. DC's the Magic Supply Magic Shop. Supply. They used to be the Unnatural History Museum, but that Unnatural. Was two people couldn't figure it out. Where, <laughs> so, you said Brooklyn. Yeah. Is Park Slope. Park Slope. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. We might have some listeners out there. I have friends out there. <laughs> it's a very cool space. They have a, a cape trying station. You can That's the superhero cape. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, courage in a jar, things like that. Yeah. What Secret unifies identities. all of them is we sell our students' publications. Yes. There's <laughs> books. Like, it did work out, this whole need-to-be-retail thing. Cause, mm-hmm. And we started publishing many books a year. We're up to about 33 this year. Last year was 33 yeah. publications. Amazing. So you publish them yourselves? There's a, there's a We have a design team in-house that works with volunteer designers. That is something you need skills for. So if you want to volunteer this, uh, yeah. we do always looking for designers. But um, there's like yeah. an imprint or label that's 826? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we, send, we send them yeah. to book publishers, yeah. I guess. But we, we prep it all. I think and we they do are, yeah. all the editing and... And we're in certain bookstores too. Like bookstores can find us and mm-hmm. sell our stuff if they want. Um, in the city, we definitely are featured in a couple of bookstores. I don't remember which ones. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, and then each program kind of gets their own book. So like our Buena Vista Horace Mann program gets a theirs. book. Oh our Tenderloin gosh. Center, our Mission oh, Center. That title. Yeah. We together are everything. And these are always pulled from student work. So like this is in a book. Um, the kids are all right. Yeah, the they're, they're doing great. It's um, a theme in my life lately. Yeah. And it's bearing out right it's here true. in front of me. I, like, like I said, I love kids, and I'm, I'm definitely like a kids of the future kind of guy. <laughs> and I, I, this is a inspiring thing. I just found a piece called Jeff and His Friends. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shall I read it? Sure. Once upon a time, there was a person named Jeff. His friend's name, <clears throat> excuse me, his friend's names were Jimmy, Rhino, Andy, Roman, and Matthew. One day, they were eating their lunches. Then they went to recess. They saw a bully. They gave the bully some Doritos. Mm. To be continued. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. Just um, for you, Jeff. And the lesson there is sometimes you have to give the bully like mm-hmm. a Dorito or two. Yeah. It sucks, but this is just life. Yeah, that sounds like it was born out of a tutor probably being like, hey, let's try something non-violent. <laughs> like, yeah. We're always trying to like encourage like uh, more creative. Correct. Yeah. Forms of I like problem solving. Someone, can. I'm gonna hope it's the kids' mind went to Doritos. Yeah, or nonviolence. Yeah, that's. If there's anything besides the Spark Social Sundays in April, mm. um, any sort of like things that A Two Six is talking about for the future, um, I would mm. say y'all are y'all have laid, y'all have established roots. Yeah, um, you've expanded, and even though maybe the Tenderloin store isn't open. Mm-hmm. And, the Mission Bay needs some more engagement or whatever it is. Um, y- y'all are like here and doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm, one, I'm curious if there's like a future vision. Mm. Um, I think for us, we're in the midst of a str- strategic planning as an org right now. Um, so more to come, I guess. But I think the general theme, what we are really, as a staff, what I hear us talking about a lot is like, we have our three centers. We're pretty widespread as a, as a, as a staff, as an org. And so we're just trying to figure out how can we like deepen our engagement with our students. Um, we definitely find that like, um, like for me, Buena Vista Horace Mann, which is a K through eight school in the mission is like a great example of like, we've worked with some of those kids from like third through like, what is it? Sixth or seventh, sixth grade now? Eight, up to eight. Up to eighth grade. Yeah. So we're working with them for a long time. And like the longer you work with them, the more frequently and consistently, like the, our, our goal as an, as an, as an organization of, uh, building students' confidence in writing and and encouraging them to tell their stories like just exponentially increases the more you work with them. That's so, awesome. whatever we do, I think that's 
what our focus is going to be. Our goal is going to be is just like, how can we get that deeper engagement? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think also like trying to um, just take a look at our publishing and seeing what we can do more. I think we do a really good job of getting these books in a, they're very beautiful. You can't see them listener, but they're very beautiful Um, and they're full of really awesome work. We do a really, we spend a lot of time like keeping the work authentic to the student's vision and like, you know, a, a lot of that. I think there's better, for me as a sports person, I would say like there's, <laughs> we can do more in terms of like how we package it, how we get it out to people. So mm-hmm. that's what I would like to do more of yeah. just as a, as a store person. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, my team, it's quite rare. I think for anyone working in volunteer engagement, it's usually not even a full official position in a lot of nonprofits. It's very unique that A26 has four people on my team. There's okay. four of us. Mm-hmm. And part of that deepening engagement that Byron's talking about relates to us um, engaging alumni has mm. been becoming tutors and becoming mm-hmm. interns and becoming um, staff here. Yeah, I mean, it's been around long enough that old. they're adults. We yeah. have, we have oh. students. So I have a couple people on my that, team who are students. Yeah, we're seeing yeah. that come back full listener, circle. My brain is actually coming out of my head. <laughs> so the 20-year yeah. anniversary last year was a big deal to re-engage, celebrate. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to our staff because... I mean, I joined 10 years ago where 12 people were doing a lot of work and then we expanded and now there's almost 50 of us yeah. doing a lot of work oh. and working so hard behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I think um, people don't always realize how many people, how many humans it took to make just one of these books. We have a whole design team, mm-hmm. we have our team in development and fundraising. And, mm-hmm. um, and then of course, every single program staff is just so focused on what is the curriculum going to be that deepens this, gives students access to this writing development, gives them the confidence, and then how do our, our staff members are also, are also supporting the interns and the volunteers right. that help the magic happen, but there's a lot to balance in that process. So I'm always in awe mm-hmm. of our amazing staff team here, and that's why I stay. I've been here, you know, 10 years in different capacities, but um, it's such a strong community of passionate people and our students just get to do magical things I think Mm -hmm. they don't they come here not realizing what they're going to leave with and that's Mm -hmm. what's really special Mm -hmm. Uh, so my son in third grade did the podcasting workshop with his SFUSD school they they just come for one one visit Mm -hmm. at the Tenderloin Center and in three hours they've written an idea They've then gone and recorded it in a podcasting booth, and then our team is audio editing to put it out to the public. So everyone listening today can just go to SoundCloud and search 826 Valencia, and you'll hear thousands of San Francisco youth sharing what their favorite meal is or their immigration story. Mm -hmm. Like There's such a wide range of what people want to share of themselves. And young people aren't really given that opportunity. I was going to say, that's not exclusive to any age range. Exactly. And and they can do it in a way where, yes, they had to write, and they're speaking their own Mm -hmm. story. So the podcast really opened up another way of of promoting students' voices getting amplified. I want video of the reaction of them hearing it, then edited 
back and like a finished project. That's a good product. Idea. That would close the loop. We don't right? we don't quite get to do that part because it's video is on our weeks. list to figure out still. Well they could probably <laughs> listen to it and they probably do on SoundCloud mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, are we still compiling best ofs? We were doing that for a while too for There definitely are iTunes. some that I've noticed. I don't yeah. know if it's how some of our recent favorites. it is, but yeah. yeah. We'll get a link up for listeners. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can also walk by the Tenderloin and we play it sometimes on speakers. It's like you walk by the sidewalk. Yeah. When the store was open it was so fun because people would just be like walking and it's interspliced with like aquatic sounds so it'll be like it'll be like bubbly ocean water and then all of a sudden a kid will start telling their story and like people will just be like what the <laughs> like Where's freaking that? out Aww, yeah young person's so. voice coming from mm-hmm. yes which is a common thing enough in san francisco that yeah i think <laughs> it doesn't make it like super weird mm-hmm. um Okay, well, thank you guys. I, I don't think I have anything else, but I also don't want to leave anything obvious out. Um, we've got good places to end already, so if we need to end, we can end. But also, is there anything else you want to talk about? Definitely check out our website. It has way more information. I know a lot of people might be parents who are listening, and um, it is hard to get into our writing programs because they're mostly full or we're looking at you know, families that most need the support for the tutoring programs, but you can tell your teachers to sign up to come on a field trip, especially mm-hmm. public schools. That's our, our priority group. Mm-hmm. So I think we didn't yeah. mention that. A lot of people will ask, well, how do I get my kid into yeah, a writing yeah. program? And uh, the, web, the website really explains, mm-hmm. you know, the different ways you can get involved. Okay. If you're not a parent, then you can come be a tutor. You can donate to our work because we consistently need to support um our programs to mm-hmm. what is it last year was over 5,000 students yeah, but pre-pandemic so we hit 9,000 I think this year yeah. we'll oh get close, closer to that eight or 9,000 and isn't our average tutor ratio like one to three yeah so like I said we're trying to get one to one so three students um, um, it's tough it's all it's very day commitment yeah. for folks who are working but yeah um, the other thing with the podcasting is if you have a team that you work with right we have folks that work at Google, work at Apple, all the big names, all the smaller companies too. They come for team building days and you can mm. volunteer with us as a team. So um, just get in touch. Think about that. It's super fun, mm-hmm. super engaging. Mm-hmm. You get to see the the treehouse mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. King Carl's Emporium yes. mm-hmm. and the podcasting booths and young people go from what's a podcast to oh my gosh, I, I did that thing. Totally. I just did that. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, yeah. this location specifically, um, second only to maybe, I don't know, the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, well, we don't have to plug the address. <laughs> but how about what's the address of Tenderloin uh-huh. Admission Bay? Tenderloin so is, know. yeah, sorry. Uh, Tenderloin is 180 Golden Gate Avenue. It's on the corner of Leavenworth and Golden Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, they're, they're like working. St. Anthony's is there too. They're another awesome mm-hmm. organization. Um would be great for this podcast I think too actually uh and and that street <laughs> uh that street has been that block has been closed off and they're working right. to get it permanently closed off so like it'll be a fun space to go is what I'm saying yeah. um and then Mission Bay is I think it's 1310 4th Street mm-hmm. uh, but ch- corner of 4th and China Basin so a block up from Spark Social you can get mini golf you can get some food and then you can come buy some a gnome's best friend or yeah. <laughs> a, a walking talking sick or whatever I you know? love the unicorn the unicorn oh, we got rid of the unicorn recently we're not doing unicorns anymore it's a, it's a sticky subject oh, I didn't get the memo <laughs> well here's the thing unicorns 
in the way that we all conceptualize them. This is a this is a little, very inside baseball. Let's do it. Our team has had debates about this. Um, the like, if you're a unicorn, like okay, as a human, sometimes you ever walk into a retail space and you're like, oh man, these mannequins don't look like humans at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, who, whose body type is this? Right. So like, we started thinking about all the unicorn stuff in our space, and we started thinking about like, oh, do unicorns all look like this? Like, we don't mm-hmm. want to like. Um, I don't know what the phrase Typecast? is. Yeah, we want to like... Uh, and then it led to, as most of the store team debates lead to, uh, Googling like realistic unicorns and mm-hmm. getting lots of crazy pictures of like really Unicorn furry representation. Yes. Yeah, so, so you know, this is yeah. the kind of heated debates we have on the store's team. Um, we're still selling unicorn stuff. I don't want to... <laughs> I was like, <laughs> don't but worry, I need guys. a unicorn for a fourth <laughs> birthday party. Where am I going to yeah, go? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Anyway, we just got rid of the big unicorn. Oh, I understand. Okay. Phew. That was Kavita Loten and Byron Weiss from 826 Valencia. We're taking a break next week, but stay tuned for a rerun in this space. We'll be back on March 28th with a brand new episode for you. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.